Greetings, podcast listeners. Greenpath Financial Wellness is committed to creating equitable learning experiences that meet the needs of all communities. As such, we created a survey to learn more about our audience. To complete the survey, please see the link in the show notes of this episode or visit www.greenpath.com slash real stories. As a thank you for your time, the first 200 people who respond to the survey will be entered into a raffle. Two lucky winners will win a $50 gift card. So your odds of winning are one in 100. Now on to today's show. Welcome to episode 10 of Real Stories, Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host, Chris Lugazima. I'll be joined a little bit later by my co-hosts, Alexandra and Omari. Today's story features Mia. Her story includes a number of challenges, uprooting her life and moving to the United States, overcoming a life-changing accident, digging out of credit card debt. As you'll hear, how she overcame these challenges is inspirational and worth sharing. Our interview took place in early 2020, before the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll kick things off with Mia talking about her journey immigrating to the U.S. In 2004, when uh, I remarried, me and my daughter came here in America, and I had no idea of, you know, about this credit yet, but I'm in a good shape in terms of credit cards. No job yet. So, yeah, yeah, so it was, everything was like a, like a clean slate almost. Right, yeah, so no job. I'm still trying to uh, adjust my life with new family that I'm trying to build and the relationship with my, you know, uh, new husband at that time. So pretty much life is like, um, it's a 360 degrees turnaround from Philippines to U.S. So uh, language barrier is a big thing for me. It's yeah. kind of hard to understand everybody speaking in English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's hard. Um, so in 2004 and then after a couple i think I, I got a job in 2006 in a gasoline station i i work as a cashier and then deli and then throwing trash you know in the deli and then the gasoline station so that's a good start learning how to speak english and then after a year um a friend of mine um helped me to get a job in Transamerica. Mm. Yeah, so that's like a big jump for me since it's an office. I dream to work in an office, by the way. Yeah. Is, is yeah. that what like when you moved, like what was your, your, your sense of what America was like when it came to like working and finance? Like, fi- I mean, there's a million ways we could ask, ask this right. question. But, like, at least financially speaking and, and working mm-hmm. like what was your perception of things before you moved here well america is something uh, like an opportunity that if you work harder you get a better you know uh resources or income 
So for me, I'm all excited. Like, wow, the money I'm making in the Philippines is far from what I'm making here. Worked just part time that time in gasoline station. And I don't drive yet. So I learned how to drive. And it's really like a baby step. Everything is a baby step. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not easy. I realize, like, uh, seeing the budget, like, you have to have a home, you have to have a car, you have to have all these expenses. I'm like, wow, my, my money that I'm making in the gasoline station, it was like, wow, I could not survive. Mm. For, I'm making only, like, $7 that time, like, $7 in 2004. So, and then you, I'm working, like, maybe a couple hours a day, you know, four hours as a part-time. So seeing myself like, wow, I cannot survive with just my income, you know? Yeah, and so like you had the this opportunity for the office job. Right. That had been a goal of yours. So like, what was that like when you first started? Well, when I started there in Front America, I, I work in a, in a mail room. I can't work in other uh, department. Mailroom is a is a good start. Sure. So I'm pretty uh, excited just to have a little chair there, little table, and have a little uh, one computer in your desk. And I said, "Wow, I'm in the office." <laughs> yeah. So you were a yes. one-person shop for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's that's an upgrade. That's um, I would say that's a good promotion you know from gasoline station to an office so and i don't drive that time yet so i have to to, to ride a train from um from the house and then park my car in um in the train station uh, close by the airport bwi airport mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I, i'm newly driver and newly promoted get a good job i mean not promoted having another job in Transamerica and doing the office work as a sales uh, uh, mail, uh, sales, uh, mail clerk. And it's not easy. I thought it's easy. It's not easy. I, I deliver mail. Uh, like we have four floors in the building, fifth floor actually, from the ground to the fifth floor, I have to deliver the mails in every department. Mm -hmm. Each department, I should drop off everything in a certain time. There's like a timeline. So there's a lot of pressure. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have to sort the mail first, learn how to open the mail and read the mail and what department's supposed to be. <laughs> it's a job. It's, it's a job. So from there, I'm, I'm okay. I'm like, I said, this is a good to learn. It's an office. You know, if they ask people about what, what do you do? I can say I'm working in an office, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, exciting. Yeah. Right. And then um, only uh, eight months after that, that's the biggest thing that ha uh, it happened to me. I, I got hit by the train in BWI. So it was One like a light more, rail, right? Uh, yeah. It's a light rail. Yeah. I, I was, uh, it was a very cold morning and it snowed the night before. To be exact, that's February 7 of 2007. I was in the news. I was so popular in the news. I was all over Maryland. Um, I'm uh, actually, uh, my, my family were keep 
asking, uh, searching for me because my manager called my husband that time, I, why I'm not still at work. And they're kind of like curious uh, where I go since I was not yet at work by the, uh, by the time of 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. So they keep searching, searching, and they find out I was in the shock trauma. So that accident really brought me in uh, a lot of uh, challenging uh, life. I mean, just the, you know, just being in the hospital for two weeks, uh, operation for like five consecutive days. And the most, I guess, the bill. <laughs> that that would add up with your thing, the bills that... Um, it came out to us it's like thank god i work in transamerica so the 120,000 dollars i have a copay of 2000 dollars there it's amazing so you had basically like 90 something percent of your bill was covered by right. insurance right, right and that's something that we see so often that uh medical debt is such a uh, a reason that people end up going into bankruptcy or something like that. So you had this situation that was so challenging for you in so many other ways, physically, emotionally, right. all that. Right. But at least the peace of mind is that could have derailed your finances, but because of being with the right employer at that time, that that, that at least was it was the one concern you didn't have during the time. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So well. Of course, if my recuperation wasn't easy at all uh, because of all this, uh, you know, um, pain and uh, I would say I lost my toes that time. Um, so it, mentally, I would say that's the toughest part of my life that I could not even imagine. Um, I guess the the money uh, that I, I I able to handle it like maybe oh well there's another way of handling the money but the pain that I suffer sure I suffered you know like every day in the morning um, I would realize that I lost my toes yeah. and just to to kind of start all over again how to walk like a baby you know it's pretty much a tough one. I guess that yeah. I would not imagine. I said, "Wow!" I thought America could bring me something big. Now I'm, I don't know where to start. <laughs> it's like you were you were yes. actually talking not not to be whatever, uh -huh. but you talked about like making baby steps with your employment, and now you're literally doing right. that in recovery, like literally learning how to how to walk again. And right, right. one of the things you had mentioned is so Transamerica, even though it was like an eight month recovery, right? They, they right, right. still save, like you were still able to return to work when you yes. finished that. Like how, how did that feel when your job was still waiting for you? Well, I guess um, I'm thankful because the company, I, uh, they gave like, uh, they, because it's an insurance, you know, it's an insurance company. So they, 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 they pr project what they supposed to be in, in their employees. And I think I, I have a very good co-worker that she never complained about the job, that she took my job just for me to keep it, you know, like 
she helped me out like Mia I'm not going to request anyone to come in just for you I was off for eight months so I when they called me hey can you come back now and I said well I think I have to ask for a clearance from the doctor first so yeah for eight months they keep me and at least I get some um, partial disability that time mm -hmm. I was able to uh, work it out for, for yeah. that that's great that's great and and I think it was not too long after that that you had actually been able to work with Habitat for Humanity yes yes can you tell me yes. like how did that come about and tell me about that mm -hmm. time sure sure I, I love this portion also because um, Trans America is uh, one of the vice president was a treasurer of Habitat for Humanity and if there's like a, a time that i'm just sitting down uh, on my desk they will show they will kind of send you some uh, email about hey we have this um we have this uh volunteering in habitat for humanity and i'm like i, I know Habitat, but way back in our country it's really like in places that you don't want to leave you know so i said wow habitat for humanity so I sign up and I'm like maybe this could really help me out a little bit to give myself something to focus to put my mind away from my foot because every day every time I work I have my boot on it just can't control the pain of my uh, my foot like if you walk and you have something there that it's not even and it, you know it's painful and you know you cannot anymore walk like before yeah. and my yeah my, my left leg is just can't carry both of my weight you know mm -hmm. so i'm like wow i i need something that could help me maybe um to just unfocus from what i'm having right now it, it's emotional thing mental challenges and you know, you want to give up. I, I want to give up the time. I'm like, well, it, it came to the point that I, I wish I died, you know, because it's not easy. Mentally, it was not easy. Like Mia states, sometimes life isn't easy and can even seem impossible. Feeling low happens to everyone, and often hope can help us get through things. Having a safe space where it's normal to talk about our lows and what we're thinking can help us get another perspective, because there often is another perspective, and maybe we can find that hope a bit sooner. There are resources out there to have those discussions with people who want to listen. If you're feeling low, consider calling 1-800-273-8255 to start a conversation. This hotline provides free and confidential emotional support to people in crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, 7 days a week across the United States. That number again is one 800 273-8255. Now back to Mia's experience with Habitat for Humanity. And then, so when the Habitat came, to in, you know, came the invitation that we could come and do volunteering, and I said, hey, um, I can do volunteering. Maybe I can call customers or those donors. You know, I have a background in sales from Nike. So... I said, maybe I can do that. So I, I came in, I, I help out, but I don't really help out in the house building thing because I can't do those hammering Wait. stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just do some cleaning maybe, whatever they ask me to hand their hammer, hand their something, you know. <laughs> Anything that's, you know, light job, light, you know, light help. And then I it happened that I, I've seen the home ownership program that they're offering. And that time, it's not a lot of people uh, applying in Habitat. And so I, I applied for the Habitat and I got approved. And then I was so excited because, wow, I, is this really real that I will get a house? <laughs> right, it's like, is it too good to be true, right? Yes, I'm like, right. And it's funny also because my co-workers in Transamerica, they were helping Habitat for Humanity. But they're saying, oh, you know what? I thought Habitat is not really, get, uh, you know, helping out houses un until one of our employees became one of the homeowners. So they're like, it's a real nonprofit. It's a real <laughs> yeah. organization, you know? And so, well, for me, um, when I called Green Path, I feel like uh, I, I call someone who can give me, uh, like, uh, you, they will listen to you. The, the uh, Green Path will not say, hey, um, we're here for you. And I mean, it's, it's a feeling like you're, they're not going to reject you or they're not going to give you a lot of things that it could really give you a lot of pressure or can uh, give you, uh, like, headache but they can I, I like from what I like from Green Path um they're there to listen first they will listen they will wait and listen and of course we are like throwing a lot of things like hey I just want to do this I want to be enrolled and right away they would say hey um we are here we are here for help and we want you to do this like you know they will right away jump in can we can we do you have a time to uh to talk to you in this hour or tomorrow so it is about your flexibility mm -hmm. so when i heard green Park, it's just like habitat for humanity you know you're a family you're 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 with us you're part of us and we are here for you so in in that uh in that calls in that uh, just a listener, because listening from you, it's a big thing. And I think it's a relief. The first time I called uh, Green Path, it's a big relief for me that, hey, someone listened to me about my credit, because I don't really share this to anybody. Maybe I share it to my one, two friends, but not to people around, like, hey. Not to a stranger. Yeah. Right, like, or somebody that it's not, you needed to say those credit or not helping you out with that because that's not a good impression for you that you are in credit, you know? So it's just a relief. It's just like a, a place that, um, you know, you will get solution on what you are trying to find uh, for help. So I did not really make a lot of um, like hesitation for that. I right away uh, take uh, like time to get an appointment and then talk about my situation, talk about all these things that I need to put in the paper. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's really like a saving, 
a saving uh, place. Like I always said this in my, uh, you know, when you answer the Facebook thing about like a boat uh, thing, like you're, you're drowning and then they're here to kind of help you out. <laughs> Yeah. from the water yes <laughs> how did you first find out about green pass yeah after yeah find out the uh, the green pass um oh actually from from a mortgage company uh, from the mecu uh, mortgage company which is my um mortgage inhabitant is that a, a, a are they a credit union as well yeah they they yeah they're a credit union and they uh they sent like um like a flyer inside the envelope. And when I, I, I love opening envelopes, by the way. <laughs> Your mailroom days, I guess, right? right? Right. I don't miss any envelopes. I open all envelopes that you never know how could you see there, like any resources. Since it's, uh, it's endorsed by the, uh, the mortgage company, so I call them right away and discuss everything with them that I need help with my, uh, my credit. So it, it mattered because it was coming from someone, a company that you already trusted, right. they were recommending us, then that was kind of all that you needed to, uh, to, to, to give it a shot, I guess. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you had that initial conversation with GreenPath and you eventually mm -hmm. enrolled in a debt management plan to, to start paying on your debt. Um, so what was that like in the beginning of your program? Oh, at the beginning, um, it was kind of, e it's not easy because e you have to close your credit card and then you cannot use any credit cards that you, you've been using before, even though, you know, last money that you have there. So it, it's super tight. It, it's, I feel like, oh my gosh, I, I hope I can make it, but in my head, in, my, in the back of my head, well, it's better for me to be in, in, in this program than to be paying the, the credit in my own and I'll be really be in bad shape later on. So I always keep looking on the bright side of it, the benefit of how Green Path could help me on my journey with almost like four to five years. Four, yeah, more than four years, I guess. Yeah, from I started 2015 and then 2019, December, when I ended up, when I graduated in Green with uh, in Green Park. Yeah, and by graduating, what you really meant is you became debt free, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, became debt free. But of course, during the four years, it's not like a smooth sailing journey. I have tons of stuff. I lost jobs. My father had. Uh, I have the early dementia and I have to take care of my dad so it's like I don't know maybe if that event those events happen to me without green card I'll be really uh, banging my head on the wall because I don't know how I could handle everything you know in in a peaceful way because as green path uh, helping me with you know like taking off from you the big stone and then they carry it for you and then they give you the uh the support that you know that there is like an end for all this uh you know 
hardship of ma uh, managing your money, paying your, your debt, because it's overwhelming. When I compare my accident to the green path, I said, you know what? It's almost similar because it's all in your head. My, my tragedy, my accident, also my mental thing, it affects my mental thing. And the, the, the death is also a mental challenges, you know? Because it always bring out the, in your mind the, that you have this payment the next month and you don't know where the money, you know, <laughs> you're getting the money from. So it, it, it's, it, it's hard. It, it's, it, will, it can really, um, you know, like it can down you. It can affect your health, everything. So it's like it crippled you, you know. It's the same mm. thing. If, if I compare both, I would say I, I feel the same. So it, it sounds like what you're saying is that having support of, of Green Path and, and the structure mm -hmm. of a program kind of gave you some stability in your finances, even though it was certainly not easy. Correct. So that when life threw you other things that mm -hmm. it, it always does, of course, but that was a particularly challenging period for you that at least that was one less thing to worry about as much. Am, am I hearing that correctly? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, from what Green Path did it to me, they gave me uh, the right um, direction, gu guiding you to how you can really make it right in your budget. Um, trying to, you know, like, you cannot spend more than what you, uh, you know, from what you have left from paying Green Path because I'm paying like six hundred, uh, $580 a month. And whatever left over from it, um, I have to pay my mortgage, I have to pay my car. So it, it's easy. Um, they, they gave you that, uh, the Green Path gave me that kind of, uh, you know, like, um a budget that hey mia you cannot go far from this you have to spend money only this because you have to put certain amount to pay your debt you know so it kind of put me in a right um uh like corner that i, I should discipline myself i should uh, i can't spend more money in any other you know extra extra, <laughs> you like, extra yeah in a weird way and like part of it is right you the cards like you don't have access to credit anymore correct. on a program mm -hmm. so it's like but you have more of a set amount right correct but I, I also understand like you 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 did um hustle to bring an extra income right so like right. what's your approach with that yes i i kind of a plan of taking another part-time job. I work in a store and I, I love the way they um, they set it up for us because if you want to work extra hours, you just call them and they will give you hours. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. So you have to Excellent. really work good. Yeah. You have to kind of show them also that you are uh, an asset for, for the store. So 
right. I, I did that. And that time, um, I, I like working in the feeding room because it kind of relaxed my mind at night, you know. Working in, a, in an office in the morning, uh, doing a lot of paperwork, and then in the night shift, in my part-time, they put me. I, I Actually, I volunteer. I want to work in a um, feeding room because you're just handling clothes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do it opposite of what I'm doing in the morning. So know? it almost sounds like a, uh -huh. like, I don't know if mindless is too strong of a word, but just right, right, that yes. you can just right almost right you still get paid yeah. to do a good job at the right same. right relax my mind and it, it helps me because even though you're in a program you keep thinking the money you keep thinking about the program you keep thinking of all this so the job that i work the, it helps me to relax my mind in certain times like, okay I, I like this and you get so, to talk to people, I'm sure. Yes, so yeah, I talk nice to people, too. yes. And, and, and did not last to be in the fitting room. When I started talking to people, when I became, um, they, they let you to learn the register. And you have to ask people about, ma'am, would you like to apply for a credit card of the store, you know? And I, I jumped in about the green part sometimes, like, you know, hey, Ma'am, can you can can you try and say, oh, I can't try right now. You know, they will tell you, oh, really, you cannot try right now. So, can, would you like to, um, you know, something about who could help you out somewhere? Do you know you know someone? You know, people are very open when it comes to that. Uh, you know, if you bring it um, up, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because you're talking to them something big, like you're talking you're talking to them about credit, and people are so sensitive about that. It's like you call a name and then they will turn their head to you because it's it's big thing and i would right away tell them about you know mention it like in a very quick uh word of oh i'm i'm with uh, a very uh, good company that helped me with my credit so i mentioned green but in a quick you know <laughs> That's great. Uh, That's so, great. You yeah, just kind of flipped it in there. And... Time, yeah, I, I mentioned that every time if they say no to the credit, I know they have a problem. I understand that you had a small business that you right. were passionate about, and there were some ups and downs related to your finances. But before we get there, right, tell me right. a little bit about the business and what your inspiration was for it. Okay, sure. Okay, after the Habitat uh, project, I said, you know what, this is really... Uh, an opportunity for me maybe I can try how this little project of mine could bring me somewhere but it's kind of like frustrating you know Chris I would say that because I thought my uh, passion my enthusiasm can really bring me to somewhere but it's a hard work I did not even realize that opening this uh, little small project business small project business could lead me to death you know and that's a challenging one um of course i have to open a credit card business credit card which is like ten thousand dollars and then i went to um one of the events where i met from one of the you know when you go to event one event on event and then you meet people and then they say hey come with us and then we'll help you out with your business 
But I even already went to a training program of the web, which is the Women Entrepreneur Baltimore. But because I'm like, hey, I, I want to do this, you know? I have a house, maybe I can do a business, you know? So excited. But of course, business is not easy to, to start. Business not easy to operate. Business is a lot of sweat equity. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and money, I feel like, cost a lot of money, as you experienced. Right. So yeah. I, I, that's the $10,000 credit card done for like a week mm. from that event. Las Vegas thing is a one-week event, and I didn't realize it's like a trap. Mm. And so I, it, it, it's sad. It was sad. Um, no, the people that I've been talking, they're gone. They, they, they just disappear yeah yeah they disappear and so well i said you know what i'm in debt i i still trying to make this business project of mine and well i think i had to look back that i i overcome the hardest part of my life after the accident so i have that reason to move forward could you tell me more about the, the concept of, of the business? Briefly, yes. but I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Well, actually, it's um, when I got hit by the train, so I realized like life is borrowed, that everybody will die one day. And so I think whatever comes to our life, we have to learn how to, to overcome because this is just like a temporary journey. Mm-hmm. So it's something that can motivate people. The borrowed life can motivate people. It can give you of hope that whatever comes to to us, because it will always have challenges. Life is full of challenges. It might be a little time that you might be okay, but you know, it, it it's not promising that your life will be really in a safe side of the you know road all the time yeah but pretty much a lot of challenges so barred life is like a, a motivational brand that hmm. we must keep moving and we should not give up not everybody have the same situation like i went through like the accident i i, I will repeat it again and then that's one big thing and then getting these resources like green path habitat and then it, it's not an easy journey for everything there's still like a challenging uh, life there like it's not like oh my gosh i can sleep now but tomorrow done no it's still a journey that you have to persevere but hey i can do this so relatively recently reconciled with your your husband yes, after 20 yes. years so yes, i don't know yes, if this yes. is going to tie financial <laughs> but i'd love to hear that story right, right. Well, I think this is the, the biggest uh, success of my life. Um, when I, I, you know how family is important. I realized it when, um, when I even came in America. America is a big, it's a good place to live, you know. And I would say my, my life changed here. And I'm able to drive, learn how to drive, learn how to, you know, buying the stuff that i like especially buying food that you want to eat you know it's it's very nice to have all the stuff but 
one thing I've been missing in my life, which is family. And I guess I tried everything. I overcome everything. My accident, my, um, I got a house. I able to, uh, to pass the, the credit. I accomplished everything. But I'm always, always thinking about where's my family, my own family. And I was not even thinking that my ex-husband is coming to America this, this last year, past year, 2019. And um, he came and he reached out with me by, uh, you know, Facebook. He said, you know what, I'm coming to America after 20 years and I, I have no hesitation. I want to start all over again with our family. I want to be together with you, with our daughter. Our daughter is now 26, uh, actually turning 27, and she's getting married next year. Wow. So, <laughs> so not only had you been not really in touch with it, had he been part no, of your daughter's no, life or anything? Right. Or? We never, we never spoke. We never talked. We never, we we never talk or anything like, hey, how are you? It's like uh, we I escape, like I run away, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that gives me a lot of uh, that gives me a lot of accomplishment when when I thought family is the least, but now I I see the importance of the family. Uh, you know, having a husband with you with with, uh, with your life is it, kind of big thing. You know, it's not all about what you have, like material stuff. Yeah. It's about family. I, I, I learned from it. I, I, I love it when I, I see myself like I could buy those nice bags, those nice shoes, live in a nice house, you know, but without a family, I don't think people would say I'm happy and I'm contented with this life because you're, you're, you're okay. But for me, I'm honestly uh, admitting it. Yeah. Uh, without family, it means nothing you know of course we have to have god you know <laughs> that <laughs> helps in, too. In our, yeah. your wealth your wealth is your right. yeah yes yes my wealth is number yeah thank you chris yeah. my wealth is my family yeah and i would say finances is secondary for me yeah <laughs> but still i i love green pass how so you you finished your your program about a month mm -hmm. ago i think right Correct. so yeah what was it like uh the day that you made your last payment and you were you were done oh wow i i i i, I wish i can call everybody in green and say thank you and um it's like a, a relief like oh my gosh i can't imagine that every every uh, second uh, week that GreenPad normally will uh, deduct, make deduction for me. This will be my last deduction and it's like around 250 something dollars. I'm like, wow, I, I, I don't know how to handle this money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, it, it's, it, it's a feeling of excitement. It's a feeling of, I can't imagine that I made it, you know, I made, I, I made it, I able to, to cross the, the ocean. <laughs> mm -hmm. Four years, Chris, is not easy. It was not easy at all. I mean, 
I, I wish I have a, a second part to and just mention about those, you know, how you call Green Path. Hey, I, I, can we extend the payment, you know, because, you know, you know, you will be short that week. And I had to work in my second job just to put extra money on it, you know. So it's, it's really like, um, I would say, a, a big, um, a big accomplishment that I will never forget in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, a wing that it's just, you know, you can fly now, you can kind of um, put your mind in like not thinking about the next payment of the credit card. It's a big relief, it's a big freedom, it's a big um, success, I always say success. I guess my last question for you mm -hmm. is, do you have any advice for anyone that is listening to this podcast that either may have financial struggles or know someone in financial mm -hmm. struggles? What advice might you have for them? Oh, sure. Actually, I still have friends who I told them before that they should join me with the Green Path. And since I graduated, they're still like in a struggle. And I feel the pain, but for me, we have to take an action. Mm -hmm. If we have something to, um, we are planning to solve something, like we have to really take it seriously because credit can go up and up and up until uh, we could not really control it. So for me, um, we just need to be, uh, able to discipline ourselves. Uh, uh, um, you know, I know it's tough to discipline in all these expenses wise that we have to spend, but just keep um, just keep focus in, 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 in the program with Green Path. And we know this will end also like me. I, I, end, I graduated in 2019 of December. So this journey has an end. This is not forever. So this is just like one chapter of our lives that we have to deal with, but there's always an end. So we will make it. Everybody will make it. Yeah. It's a promise. Awesome. <laughs> I hope I say it. <laughs> no, that was, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing your story, Mia. Sure. I thank you for joining us today and I wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you, Chris, for your time also. I'm joined now by my co-hosts, Omari and Alexandra. We'll start with Omari, who shares his reaction to the unexpected hurdles Mia faced as she immigrated to the U.S. What really struck me the most about uh, Mia's story was the juxtaposition of her story, where you had a very hopeful um, story of an immigrant coming into the country looking forward to the opportunity to make the most of their financial and entrepreneurial uh, opportunities in America, um, having an experience that was incredibly difficult, being able to overcome, um, 
and find a way to persevere and using the debt management program here at Green Path as sort of her tool to refocus around her tragedy and use this as her springboard into some financial independence. Um, I thought that was really, really inspiring. Thanks for lifting that up, Omari. I'll second that. I was touched when Mia shared how it might have been more difficult to handle some of her life events without Green Path's support. On the surface, it might seem like her father getting dementia and her enrolling in a debt management plan are unrelated. But while a debt management plan offers some tangible benefits, like in many cases, reduced interest and lower payments, it's the unseen benefits that can matter most. Knowing that you have someone on your side can give you peace of mind. And this peace of mind can be so important when other things happen in your life, as was the case when her father got dementia and she needed to support him. It brings me joy to consider how my colleagues provided support to Mia, which in turn strengthened her to provide the support that her dad needed. Alex, uh, what part of Mia's story resonated with you? What I'm taking away from the story, and I hope other listeners might take away as well, is that like Mia, we each have our individual challenges, whether it be the debt management program or otherwise. And I think Mia's story is an amazing example of finding support and hope to get through those challenges. Uh, For example, Mia described... After her foot injury, it was hard to mentally reframe how to live in this new reality. And then she found Habitat for Humanity. With them, she created a new goal and this possibility of getting a new home of her own. Then later on with the debt management program, she was finding herself in another challenge. And yet she found hope with the idea of living without debt and being free from credit cards. She also found the support of the community and the debt management program Facebook group. When I find myself in future financial challenges, I hope that I ask myself questions um, like, how might I identify the changes that I'm wanting in my life at this time? And what might be some of the support that I'm looking for to help me get there? I like that approach. In fact, one of the desired changes that Mia identified for herself is the desire to bring in more money to balance her budget and pay down her debt. I was inspired when I heard Mia describe the creative way that she brought in additional income. Sure, getting a second job seems like a straightforward solution, but what I loved was how she found a role that met her needs. By working in the dressing room in a clothing store, she found an opportunity to give herself a mental break and get off her feet. She found a way to make more money and meet her other needs. Having a growth mindset like this can be so valuable when faced with financial or other challenges. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Omari. And of course, thank you, Mia. Well, that's a wrap for episode 10. Don't forget to complete our audience survey. Details in the show notes or by visiting www.greenpath.com slash real stories. Here's hoping each of you enjoy your journey of financial wellness as much as your destination. Well, welcome back, Sharon.